It's time for another edition of Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. I'm your host, Kenji McClooney. I'm a master student at the illustrious, caring, loving, beautiful, air tastes good up there, Appalachian State University. If you've never been to Boone around this time, you can taste the difference in the air on how crisp and sweet the air tastes on the mountain than it does anywhere else in North Carolina, at least. Last week, we talked about COVID-19 again. I brought the stats Across the world as of April 11th, the stats including the, the, the infected cases that was reported, the deaths that were reported, and the recoveries that were reported around the world, in the United States, and at the popular ground zero, New York State. Not New York City, New York State. Um... I talked about the governor, Andrew Kumo. I know I ruined his name. That seems to be a thing I do, ruin people's name. Um, and what he had to say to his citizens and uh, how they want to try to plan for the future. Said some very good things. Some very, very good things going, getting ready to take place. And it reminded me so much of uh, 45. Um, this week, I'd like to start it off by first, you know, uh, happy Easter to all those who celebrated it. That's one. Two, I'd like to talk about something that affects us all. Could be informational for some, maybe not for others. As I talk about this, I'd like to shout out uh, to the people who have sent feedback to me. Uh, thank you for even taking a part of listening, let alone being, you know, uh, bold enough to give me what you think, whether it be good or bad. I appreciate that. It gives me a little bit of confidence to say, hey, you know, this is uh, working. People are listening. And whether I'm making them mad educating them, or making it funny for them, at least they took time out to take a listen. So I want to thank uh, everybody who uh, listens and let alone give me feedback. Shout out to another alumni of Appalachia State University, Orenthio Degree. Thank you for your contributions to the podcast an alum from the University of North Carolina, located in Charlotte, uh, Natasha Jameson. Thank you for your feedback. Greatly appreciate that. Now, we were talking about something that affects everybody, and it's going to be interpersonal relationships. Before we even get into that, let's break down what a relationship is. A relationship consists of a connection established when we communicate with another person. 
the interpersonal is a perception shared by two people of an ongoing interdependent connection that results in the development of rational expectations and varies in interpersonal intimacy. Being interdependent is when people are dependent on each other. One person's actions affect the other person. And a change in one person directly affects the other. Let's look into that. Interdependent. Let's see. Mom's having a bad day. She comes home from work. The child comes home. Wanting to talk to mom. Mom's not in the mood to talk. Mom might yell at the child. The child feels hurt or confused because they're trying to figure out what did they do to get yelled at. So their feelings are hurt. Now, because mommy was aggravated already, she took her aggression out on the child by yelling. That child's affected by that person. Now the child is sad. Mama's calmed down. She realized what she's done, so she becomes sad. So she goes to the child to explain to the child, you didn't do anything wrong. Mommy just having a bad day. I'm sorry for yelling. Child feels better. Mom feels better. That could be an example of an interdependent relationship. Irrational expectations. Now... Because you have two people from different households, uh, let's say a man and a woman, uh, they might decide to go out and get a bite to eat. The expectation is we're going to go sit down at a restaurant and have a nice meal. I'm expecting to have a great time. That would be rational for either one of them to have expectations more than that. That would question the length of the relationship and the actual uh, history of the people. But normally that would be kind of an irrational expectation. I say that to go into interpersonal intimacy. That is a degree to which rational partners mutually confirm a value and accept each other's sense of self. I accept you for who you are. And because I accept you for who you are, there's a level that you're at. This is where we bring in the friends, and excuse my language, I'm going to just come out and say it. Friends, fuck, and forever. There'll be people that you meet in life that uh, might be co-workers. You see them at work, you talk to them at work. When you're outside of work, you really don't want to hear from them. That's the level of value you place on that. Then you have uh, the people that you're going to probably end up having sex with. Or the people that you would like to have sex with. That's as far as they're going to go. We're probably not even, There's some times and some places that we're not even going to be friends. This is what 
you're here for. That is it. You would never be an actual friend, like, calling me, like, hey, I got a flat tire. I hope you get that tire taken care of. Because this is your box. We're just here to have sex. Nothing more than that. This is a forever box. <clears throat> These are people that you would normally call family. These are your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your fiancés. This is where they live. You can actually have friends that can go to the family box. Because you look at them as family. And then your friends box becomes more of a place for associates. But that's what I mean by placing a value. And the problem is some people put value on people they really shouldn't. Or, how about this way? Some people put value on others that others don't put on them. Right now, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and I'll be back. All right, I'm back. Now, I left off talking about uh, interpersonal intimacy. I'm going to talk about the idea of what... A relationship can be based on a relationship of circumstance and there's relationship of choice. Relationship of circumstance. I'm only friends with you or only see you or operate in your area or even communicate with you because we're at work. Outside of work, really don't know you, really don't care to know you. I see you in class. I see you on campus. That's why I work with that's why I work with you at that's why I communicate with you that's where we run into each other. I don't choose to run into you. I might have to run into you. Relationship of choice. Uh I'm in love with you. I love to see you every day. I love to be around you. Uh I like to go to the movies. And you choose to do the same. Relationship of choice. The problem is, <clears throat> there are some situations or relationships that we think are choice, but they're really circumstance. I'm talking about tax time. I'm talking about, uh, sometimes I like to call it the IHOP, the International House of Plan, of Players, excuse me, uh, and the Calendar. And it's all on circumstance. But you make the choice to get involved. Uh, circumstance. We're going, here we are. It's August. Uh, people are coming back to college. People are going off to college. We're running to each other. In my head, you the only reason why I'm interacting with you because you're here at school. I choose to take advantage of that because you're new to the area. You're starting brand new this year. New year, new me, blah, blah, blah. So I kick it with you. I kick it with you. Labor Day, I go home. Home from school. Guess what I see? Old friend from way back when. 
run to them, kick it with them. But I'm supposed to be, and I've led you to believe that, mean you have something serious going on. Homecoming. Now, I need to be with my boys. No pressure to meet up with you. No pressure to have you meet with them. All circumstance. Because I'm out doing what I do. Thanksgiving. Black Friday. I'm going to be with my family. But really, I just need to be out continuing to sow my wild oats. Go partying. Christmas. I'm spending a little time with you. Because it's Christmas and we didn't get to spend time on Thanksgiving. So therefore I've been kind of cuddling up to you. Hoping I'll be able to get something for Christmas. But even if I don't, my bigger play is tax time. You give me a little bit of the money from the tax money and... Then what happens, there was this thing in Charlotte that happens every year at the end of February. It was called CIAA, which is another four-day binge of partying. from With people all across uh, the state, most definitely uh, surrounding states, like Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, people from Virginia, people all the way from Philadelphia, come on down. The party at CIAA. This year, I mean, was the last year in Charlotte. And from my understanding, it's going to Baltimore. Don't know how that's going to be. Partying in Baltimore in February. Didn't make sense to me either. Moving forward, we run into times like Easter, spring break. But it's really a break from you because come May, I just want to be free. You go do your thing, I'll do mine. Because it's the summer. Going to the beach, do a lot more vacationing. All these are relationships of circumstance. Now you have uh, power balances in all relationships. It's the way we operate. It's the way we um, commune, to say the least. I'm talking about the power dynamic of someone being submissive. Or maybe both are being submissive, where no one really wants to take the power or make the decisions. No, you go. No, you go. Or whatever you want to do. Things of that nature. Then we have parallel, where there'll be certain times that I'll take charge and other times that you'll take charge. Competitive when we're both wanting to take charge or we're both trying to put it off on the other person. But we're both actively are doing what we need to do. But at the end of the day, the relationships that take place is going to go on self-disclosure and closeness. How much do I want this person to know about me? And how much am I willing to listen to this person tell me about themselves? Because there are some relationships that are dominated by... Me telling you how I feel and I'm not really wanting to hear what you got to say because it's more about me. That, my friend, is a very dangerous relationship and it's doomed to fail. If it hasn't already uh, failed and they just haven't had the heart to tell you. 
apparently this isn't working for us. Going into interpersonal attraction, it is the degree of how you want to form or maintain the relationship. It's like buying a car or getting a car. Now, this car is going to get me from A to B. If I put some more effort into it, could I actually do more? Could I go more? Do I want to go more? This goes into our short-term initial attraction. This is the degree of potential that we see for development in our interpersonal relationships. And then we look at the the long-term maintenance, which is the degree of lacking or having positive feelings that motivates the maintenance as it escalates in the relationship. Because there are going to come times that you look at it, you say, you know what, this is just not worth it. It's not worth the headaches. It's not worth the arguing. I have way better options out here. I can take the time that I've invested, take the money that I've spent, take the energy that I've uh, spent, experiences I've learned from, and move on. And that, what I see, seems to be a bit problem in people's relationships. They feel like, because I've been with this person for two or three years, i got to stay and make this work. Who says that? True enough, if you have kids, you kind of want to stay for the kids. And that's total, un- totally understandable. But at the same time, if you're not happy, how can you be sure anybody else is happy? How can you truly make someone else happy if you are stuck? Or you have that feeling of being stuck. So you have to do like uh, some of the NFL teams do. Some of the NBA teams do. I mentioned those two because I know a little bit more about them than anything. When I've invested money in a player. And it's getting a little too high without a lot of wins in our relationship. It's time for me to cut them. Or... Uh, move on. Well, at the end of the day, I'm moving on regardless. Uh, You can't trade this person because you don't own them, but you can cut them. Cut them from communication. Cut them from interaction. Cut them from your team. And go find someone else to replace them. Or, if you decide to, go out and find a few people to replace them. Because at the end of the day, You have to decide what's worth your energy. You have to decide what's worth your time. And if they're not worth your time, they're there to suck time from you. They're there to suck energy from you. They're there to drain you. This goes into the POV, which is the predicted outline value theory. It's the prediction of value relationship. Let me rephrase that. It is the prediction of the value of the relationship based off the initial self-assessment compared to the potential loss and rewards of that relationship. You have to take that self-inventory that I just talked about. Now, first of all, I love her. She's a sweet person. 
She does a lot of things that I love. A couple of things I don't too much care for. She makes me a better person. She might pray for me. She encourages me to be better in life. Do good in school. She pushes me. But if I'm not ready for her to push me. If I'm not ready to be better. And I kind of like where I'm at. Her pushing and pulling ends up sounding like she's nagging me. Do I want to be nagged? No. Is it worth it? Could I cut her and do better? Could I cut her and feel better about myself? At this moment in time, am I better for myself? Just to be by myself. These are questions that you have to ask yourself. Because no matter how much you want your client to be better, your boyfriend or fiancé or a girlfriend to be better, they got to want it too. And there's no need for you to do all the work and them not doing any work. Now, I'm not telling you that because they're pushing and pulling you, they're not doing any work. They may feel like they're doing work, but that work that they may doing may seem like they're working against you instead of working with you. Because if you have two different, we just talked about this as I turn my sheet. We just talked about this when we were discussing where we at. Oh, relational expectations. What is your expectation of me? Where do I value at value you at? Are you in a friends? Friends with benefits, that's a better way of saying it than I said it last time. Or are you in the forever box? Where do I value at? Where do you value yourself at? Many times we have put other people ahead of ourselves and we make sure they're good. We'll go out of our way to make them happy. But are we truly happy? Are we really addressing the problems that we may have? Are we expecting them to pick up on uh, problems that we have? These are questions that we have to ask ourselves when we look at who we're dealing with. Because no one's forcing you to deal with these people. Especially when you don't have kids. Sometimes that you look investments that you have in people and really take an account for, is this worth my investment? Is this worth my time? What is the value in all of this? If I was to cut loose, what have I really lost? Sometimes it's pride that says, hey, you can do it. Hang in there. Don't let pride be the reason why. You held on to a dead situation. It's okay to say, hey, I was wrong. I tried really hard, but this wasn't for me. I've had a couple of homeboys who recently had their situation where they value themselves and their happiness over other people. 
Now, these uh, decisions they made weren't all that easy. But the long uh, play, the maintenance that they were going to have to use to try to fix or rebuild the relationship they was in, they deemed it not worth it. Now, there might be a time where things can be fixed in some situations, but as of right now, not worth it. You shouldn't have to go through your life because of some uh, mistakes you've made or someone else has made for you to continuously pay for them. You shouldn't allow people to hold you to an expectation that you didn't sign up for. Or, better yet, if your expectation of them or yourself has changed, this is a great time to talk about it. You got nowhere else to go. Of course, then again, maybe just wait till this quarantine is over. That's my time. Thank you for your time and your attention. See you later on this week. On Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos.